Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Good morning. Thanks for joining us on the breakfast show. I'm Ryan Huang, and welcome to Morning Shot. We are shining a spotlight on Central Asia and China's recent push to engage with countries in the region. While members of the G7 met in Japan recently, on the other hand, Chinese President Xi Jinping hosted his counterparts from Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan and Uzbekistan, marking somewhat a new chapter in Beijing's engagement with the region. While the result of this, a staggering 54 agreements, 19 new cooperation mechanisms and platforms, plus nine new multilateral documents, including the CIAN Declaration, much of which focus on trade and development. To unpack it, we are joined by Zhou Hao. He is the Chief Economist for Guotai Jinan International's Research Department. Hi, hi. good morning. Good morning, Ryan. Uh, Zhou Hao, let's talk about some of the factors right now that's pushing China to make greater inroads into Central Asia right now. Well, I think, you know, of course, you know, you can see that uh, generally speaking, China has been uh, working on the so-called, you know, one third one road strategy for uh, for more than one decade. Uh, so basically, we can see that given China's uh, increasing uh, kind of influence in this region, you know, and also in the meantime, uh, China has to uh, diversify its trade relationship and also investment relationship uh, against the, the ongoing, you know, geopolitical dynamics. I think it makes sense for China to reach out uh, to to this region, and of course, mm. of course, this is a big kind of part of the world, you know. Yeah, what's at stake here? Because you don't hear a lot about Central Asia. So why is there such a big interest to get into this market? Well, you know, if you look at, you know, basically, if you look at the map, you know, China is an important part for Central Asia to connect China to East Europe. I think that's one of the most important kind of strategic kind of linkage from China's perspective. And in the meantime, you know, uh, these countries relatively, uh, I can't say underdeveloped, but basically China can export a lot of kind of goods to this area. But in the meantime, China can import uh, a lot of kind of commodities and raw materials uh, from Central Asia. So it makes sense for China to, you know, to catch up with this kind of a trade flow uh, with this region. And in the, mean, in the meantime, you know, uh, to somehow, you know, expose some know-how uh, to these countries and also, uh, you know, get some uh, kind of more closer uh, relationship with this region as well. Yeah, so there is the economic equation where you can do more trade with Central Asia. Yeah. How about the other side of things, the political side of things, where maybe China is trying to get a bigger say in the matters in that part of the region? Well, of course, you know, you can see that, you know, uh, China has, uh, China and the U.S. has been engaged in a so-called, you know, global kind of competition mm. or strategic kind of a competition. So for China, it's important to kind of uh, engage with more kind of countries to have relatively bigger say in the regional issues and regional kind of dialogue. So it makes sense, you know, for, for China to, to have kind of a more, a more friends, uh, in the, you know, Central Asia. Uh, so basically we can see that the uh, U.S. also tried to, you know, uh, you know, set up or establish more closer relationship with Japan, South Korea in the meantime. So I think, you know, this basically uh, all countries try to uh, have relatively bigger say in the global and the geopolitical uh, issues and uh, kind of uh, topics. Yeah, you mentioned the United States is going to be something they'll be watching how the relationship between them plays out. How do you think the reaction will be coming through from the U.S. when they see Beijing increasing their engagement with the region? Well, it's very difficult, you know, because, uh, you know, uh, basically, of course, you know, uh, U.S. tried to get more uh, from the global kind of competition. Of course, you know, China wants to get more kind of space. So, uh, of course, you know, U.S. 
also try to influence these uh, these guys uh, Central Asia and the peers uh, from other topics as well. So I think you know it's always an ongoing process as long as uh, China and the U.S. Uh, continue to compete uh, in the region mm. and of course maybe in a bigger kind of uh, region. Uh, so I think this kind of thing will back and forth stuff will continue yeah. uh, in the or maybe over the next few decades. Well, in conversation with Zhou Hao, he is the chief economist for Guotai Jina International's research department. Now, Zhou Hao, on the flip side, for countries in Central Asia, what do you think they want out of this uh, relationship with China? What's the best way at this point to maximize their connectivity with the outside world without being too perhaps dependent on Russia? Well, you know, of course, you know, uh, given uh, given like you know, Russia has been engaged uh, in the you know kind of uh, in the, in the engaged with, with the conflict with uh, Ukraine. And of course, you know, uh, these countries also try to, you know, uh, diversify its relationship with uh, its uh, kind of uh, neighbors. So, of course, China is one of the biggest, or is the biggest mm. right now, and continue to be the, continue to be the important or uh, critical uh, for the region. So, it makes sense to have more kind of uh, flows, trade, and the money flows with China as well. And also, uh, if you know uh, these countries are facing kind of, uh, if Russia, of course, Russia will face more kind of sanctions in the future. And uh, you know you have to think about to diversify your your kind of exports to the region to the region or to other countries as well. So it makes sense, and also of course you know try to uh, maximize uh, their kind of say or voice uh, because you know if you engage with China, of course you can get more kind of uh, you know kind of bargaining power yeah. with US and the Europe in the future as well. Yeah, with some of these agreements, uh, we've also seen some criticism about how it leads to a bit of a debt trap in some cases. Is this a big concern? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, we always uh, we always have these kind of issues. You know, when we talk about uh, these kind of things, this kind of you know, I give you money and you have debt, and I, if you don't get money, you don't get investment, or, or you don't get kind of a development. So it's always kind of uh, uh, you know, uh, development and a debt issue. Mm-hmm. So basically, you you can borrow more, but of course, you need to make it make the money make, make the money to make sense as well. So I think you know, this is also uh, important to have kind of so-called uh, entrepreneurship when we uh, get money uh, rather than, you know, just spend money, you know, directly. All right, let's take a closer look at the economy in Central Asia and take a look at the CIAN Declaration, which listed fossil fuels, renewable energy, education, science, tourism and healthcare, some of the areas that China and the five Central Asian countries will look to boost cooperation in. So if you look at it economically, how far behind is Central Asia in these aspects compared with other Asian nations, for example? Well, uh, it's very hard to say, to be honest, because, uh, you know, of course, you know, it looks like, you know, uh, Central Asia is relatively kind of underdeveloped uh, mm. from kind of regional perspective. Uh, but, you know, uh, basically every country has its kind of own approach uh, to de- develop its country. And also you have a lot of kind of geopolitical and other kind of historical factors. So basically, I think, you know, basically every country has to understand that we have to have a relatively kind of touching point uh, to come up with more kind of deeper development. Uh, so I think for China and uh, Central Asia, maybe uh, these kind of industries are important. But the most important thing is still that, you know, uh, every both countries or both bilaterally uh, can develop on a relatively sustainable and a kind of relatively kind of long-term approach uh, to uh, push this kind of investment or this kind of cooperation. So I think, you know, these kind of uh, industries on the top of the kind of basis of the of the cooperation uh, or bilateral uh, or multilateral cooperation. So I think it makes sense uh, to, to explore more. 
Yeah, and we outlined earlier, there's a staggering 54 agreements, 19 new cooperation mechanisms and platforms, nine multilateral documents, including the CIAN Declaration. How much will this turbocharge the growth in Central Asia? And of course, how are we looking at when it comes to what's been described as the region's economic void? How much will China fill up that void? Well, I think, you know, uh, basically, uh, China, of course, you know, uh, tried to, you know, uh, explore uh, and also establish relatively kind of a long-term uh, relationship with these countries. And in the meantime, uh, China tried to, uh, you know, sophisticate this kind of uh, supply chain uh, into uh, this region as well. So I think, you know, uh, from China's perspective, it makes sense to uh, try to, you know, uh, get, uh, get more from this region. But in the meantime, you know, definitely uh, all the kind of things uh, come up with a relatively common kind of understanding. So from this kind of perspective, uh, of, of course, you know, people's living are still the most important the critical kind of, uh, uh, you know, cooperation or talking point uh, from both sides' perspective. So I think, you know, on top of that, of course, there are a lot of kind of geopolitical and uh, political uh, issues and the topic. Uh, but generally speaking, you know, development and also kind of a living food is still the most important thing from my perspective, from economic perspective. All right. So that is a great overview from Zhou Hao. He is the chief economist for Kuotai Jinan International's Research Department on China's inroads into Central Asia. So how great chatting with you. Thank you very much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.